And welcome, everybody. Hey, hey, it's the end of the month. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween. And we have three days till we have an election. So let me just say right off the bat, if you haven't already voted, get your little butt out there and do that because this makes a difference. You know, other people, other times, other other lives, whatever it is, we take any other type of election that we've been through this one has this one matters more than all of them put together so please 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 if you haven't voted make sure that you do we have a pretty good system here so basically take your your ballot to a ballot box don't take it to the mail the mail is weird because we know what happened to it already in several of the other states is being withheld so uh, make sure you take it to a ballot box, and ballot boxes are pretty much all over the place. So just check online. You know, U.S. Oh, what's the what's the website? Do you remember? Do you know? Nathan? I think it's something like KingCountyElections.gov, but okay. I can double check that. Okay, that'd be great. So we can we'll check that. So you can go find out where a ballot box is, where you just drop it off and everything's fine, and they get it immediately. So you don't have the middle person being the post office. So anyway, did you find it? Yeah, it's just uh, kingcounty.gov, and there'll be a link to the elections page. Okay, great. Kingcounty.gov and the election page will be on there. You can link to that. Okay, terrific. So I'll give you one more reminder by the end of the show. If you haven't thought of doing it, just don't go right now. (laughs) Just wait till the end of the show, okay? Okay. So anyway, today we have a bit of an election special We're going to be talking about the candidates. We're going to be talking about two in particular, one who is a candidate, and that's Joe Biden. But also we're going to add uh, Mr. John Kennedy because there's some interesting correlations between their charts. And so this morning when I got up, I found that Sean Connery had passed away in his sleep. And I thought, "Uh uh-oh, I've got to change my format here. I've got to change my program. So I got his chart, got it together, and we're going to talk about his chart first thing. So um, he was quite a man, 90 years old. He died in his sleep very peacefully, and he was lucky. So anyway, um, we're going to have Jackie and I, and that's who our guest is, by the way. In case you didn't know that, I figured you all get that psychically. Anyway, the the guest today is Jackie Slevin. She's from New New Jersey, and she's one of the best astrologers that we have in our stable of astrologers that we talk to. And she's awesome, and we have a great time when we talk. So anyway, we're going to be doing that, and it's going to be a very full hour. So anyway, so we're going to take a break right now. And when we get back, we're going to be talking about Mr. Sean Connery on the Astro Celebrity of the Week. We will be right back. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. And now it's time for the Astro Celebrity of the Week. 
Okay, guess who this is? Jeez. Thank you. Thank you very much, Nathan, for doing that. I appreciate it. So anyway, we're going to bring on our guest right now, Ms. Jackie Slevin, to talk about Mr. Sean Connery. And you had a fondness for him, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah. He's a wonderful actor, and to me, he just personified Bond. There was no other Bond for me. Yeah, that's true. There really wasn't, you know. Um, I can remember a lot of people who tried to step into that role, but it didn't quite work. But he was the quintessential Bond. Absolutely. Pierce Brosnan came close, I think, but didn't have the magnetic aura. Yeah. Right. There was something too clean cut about him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's probably true. I mean, think of all the other movies that he's made. Like, oh, what was it? Oh, um, oh, 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 I can't remember. With with Robin Williams, that one where he's dressed. Up. Oh, Mrs. Doubtfire. He was in that. Yeah, he was yeah and a, he was also he was in the TV show Remington Steel. Yes, right. You know, so there was a, there was a clean cutness about him that yeah. Connery really didn't have because he had that dark magnetic persona that just fit in so perfectly. It was a hand-in-glove role for him. It really was. So, well, let's take a look at his chart here, and I'm going to give out his chart information in case you're all interested when he was born. He is a Virgo, or was a Virgo. It was August 25th. Is it 25th or 26th? I have the 25th. 25th, Okay. Uh, that's what I have, too. I, was, I don't know why it was 26th. Anyway, oh, this darn Mercury retrograde. Mm-hmm. Anyway, August 25th, 1930. Uh, born at 6.05 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time in Edinburgh, Scotland. So um, and you could definitely tell his burr. It was really interesting. So anyway, let's talk a little bit about his chart. You know, the first thing I noticed when I... I'd looked at his chart before, just kind of glanced over it, but the first thing I noticed was his Sun-Neptune conjunction in the 8th house. Yes. Yeah. And um, and I think it was very interesting that he died in his sleep. Yes. So there's another factor of that. But um, I had a sneaking suspicion that Neptune was in the in the 8th house, given his mode of death, and sure enough, there it was. So. Right, and the ruler of his 8th, is in the eighth. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's convenient. Very. <laughs> yeah. So um, that kind of means, I mean, the, the profession he chose, which is movies, which is a very much of a Neptunian profession, he would be able to create any sort of persona he wanted to, and he plastered it on, but it not only plastered it on his surface, he could have it go very deep, and he could literally have a, a complete change. And you wouldn't even recognize him from movie to movie type of thing. Right. And you know who has the same conjunction, Eileen, Sun, conjunct Neptune, and Virgo in the 8th is um, Sophia Loren. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was just, she's really quintessential Neptune to me. You know. Yeah, she's a, a phenomenal actress as well. Yeah. And they can act. You know, they can. They, 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 like Meryl Streep, they, they morph into these people. Yes. They, they, yes. There, there's a chameleon, there's a transformation going on. Exactly. As you're I mean, like Meryl Streep and I think Daniel Day-Lewis was somebody oh, else. Uh, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, to me, one of the best uh, actors in the world now. But you could not, the two movies that he was in simultaneously a bunch of years ago was A Room with a View and My Beautiful Laundrette, I think. You know, yes, and, wonderful movies. And yeah. you, nobody knew the other person, you know. They mm-hmm. couldn't believe that it was the same person. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they'd be able to create from the bottom up. 
an inner inner persona and guide and and looks and all that stuff that would completely be that person, you know. And so yes. and Meryl Streep, of course, was definitely like that. You know, she could do that too, and that, that's a real gift of an actress. But that takes Neptune to do that. It does. Yeah. It really does. It does, and she's born on a Neptune station. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I remember that. (laughs) i got to put her in my book. Thank you for reminding me. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, mean, if you didn't talk about anything else in this chart, just that one thing, his Sun-Neptune conjunction would literally be it, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. because, you know, but then, of course, he also has... Capricorn rising and Saturn right on the ascendant. Very serious man, you know. Extremely. Yeah, and um, it seemed like he was really well built. Didn't he have a really strong build? Oh, absolutely. He was a bodybuilder. Okay. Uh, he got into that, I think, in his teens. Yeah, and I think uh, he also worked as a model. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because I remember just seeing a picture of him rather recently, he looked good. Yes, you would know he was, he was ninety. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think anybody who has a Saturn either on the ascendant or angular or something will keep their. They will look look younger as they get older. So yes, they 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 age very well. Yeah, very very well. So. Um, let's see, what else do we want to comment on this chart? I mean, oh, I know. I was asking my uh, my producer about this. Didn't he? Ha- he has a Venus in the ninth. The couple of wives that he's had, weren't they all foreign born? Next yes. to him? Yeah. One was American and the second was from France. <gasps> okay. So that's what I thought. So, uh, And the- also the ruler of Venus rules his fourth house of real estate, and he owned four homes in different parts of the world. Oh, how convenient for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah that, that's very interesting. So, uh, okay, and and he's a double Virgo, sun and moon in Virgo. Yes. Born on a new moon, and, um, and four planets in Virgo, that's a lot. Yes, it is. So, And that moon conjunct Mercury... Uh, they become, when you see strong moon conjunct Mercury or moon and Mercury, a mutual reception in someone's chart, they're very representative of their locales. Oh, okay. They're, they often write about the, their, their neighborhoods or a certain part of the world in which they fit in. And from the time Connery was a teenager, he had Scotland um, tattooed on his arm. Well, that's good. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, oh, of course he would. With Mer- yeah, that's literally like your home fires are burning right down through your soul and out yes. into the world, you know. Yes. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, they use language well, and he spoke beautifully, right? I mean. Yeah, I mean, that's literally Mercury conjunct Venus conjunct the moon. I mean, can you have anything better than that? You know, like, talk to a woman? <laughs> oh, man. Right. Well, also, <laughs> the... In my Slevin system, the, the co-ruler of his midheaven, Pluto, is trining his midheaven. And when you see the ruler of the midheaven in aspect to the midheaven, these people make it in their careers. Okay. Wow. Okay, now say that again. I want to okay, hear that again. When you, the, all right, so he has Scorpio midheaven, right? True, right. And the co-rulers of Scorpio are Mars and Pluto. Right. And now we go looking for Pluto, and there it is in his seventh house, Right. right? 
Mm-hmm. And his midheaven is 18 degrees, and the Pluto is 20 degrees. Right. So the ruler of the midheaven is trining the midheaven. Oh, okay. So, so, like a so dump- when you see that in any chart, not just Sean Connery, uh-huh. in anyone's chart, when you see the ruler of the midheaven in aspect to the midheaven, <laughs> these people have the ability to be really become superstars. Okay. Yeah, because it's basically they're going along with their soul's purpose, but it's almost imprinted doubly on their soul, right? Yes, it's, yeah, it's it's called beholding. The ancients called that beholding. Okay, beholding. Okay, that's interesting. So behold the career, behold the midheaven, right? Okay. Because it will be outstanding. And look at the ruler of his ascendant is in dignity on the ascendant. Right. So his physical appearance will be excellent yes. because it's in it's in dignity you see right yeah it's in its own sign for sure mm-hmm. right okay and uh, oh yeah this see i learn so much from you every oh, time we you. talk so <laughs> <laughs> and you know it, it's it's interesting because i'm looking also down here even though they're not conjoined uranus next semi next to the north node you know, and I'm trying to figure out what was it that he did that maybe was sort of an activistic type of thing. You oh, know, he was very pro um, Scottish nationalism. Very. Oh, that'll do it. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, you know yeah, more, way more about him than I do. So. Yeah. Well, that's also the Moon conjunct Mercury, and we met, see Mercury is exalted. Yeah. Up there in the ninth, that Moon Mercury representative of their locale. He was very, very pro Scotland. Right, exactly. He was a fierce Scottish nationalist. Wow. Okay, you know, it's interesting because he has at least one, two, three planets in their own sign. At least yes. three, maybe more. Mercury, uh, um, Venus, and Saturn. Yeah, and yeah, and Jupiter is exalted. Ex- yes, in Cancer, right, of course. Yes. So okay. the gods smiled on him. When you see, if you have a lot of planets in dignity or exalted, the gods have smiled on you. That's what the ancients used to say. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. it's much more free to access its own energy without any barriers, I would think. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Okay. That makes total sense to me. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Okay, so we're going to stop here right now, but, you know, um, I just want to say one thing. that He made a difference in people's lives. A lot of people are going to mourn him right now. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and... Um, you know, it depends on what area or walk of life they come from, but he will he will stay in people's minds for a long time. So anyway, yeah, he will live. He will become part of the ages. He's a legend in his own time, and it will only grow. Yes, I agree. Yeah, what in the chart shows a legend? Somebody becoming a legend. What area would that be? Is there an area for that? There's a legend when you have an outstanding gift in some way. Okay. When you stand out in some way and you become a legend of, but to go beyond, like fame beyond the grave, I mean, that's, I think that would be hard to pinpoint. Yeah, it would Because be. the, the IC is the end of life. Yes. And his is Venus and his is up there in dignity in the ninth house. Uh, so it wasn't that bad a deal when he stepped out, was it? No, because all he had to do was go to bed. Yeah, right. And you see, his, his natal Chiron is right on his IC. Okay. Yeah. So he has an unusual legacy. Interesting. He will have a ke- healing effect on people. I'm sure he will, with that left behind. 
for sure. So anyway, we've got to take another break right now. When we get back, we're going to start talking about our, our candidates, our election candidates. So anyway, this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga, we cover the world of animals. This week, November 1st, it's Shelter Rescue Sanctuary and anything that helps our Animal Friends Sunday. We'll check in with Laura at Seattle Dogs Homeless Program, Meow Cat Rescue, and Help Animals India. Plus, we'll chat with the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga. And remember to bring your dancing shoes for the love train. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on the KKNW. I tell you, my brain just sometimes stops and goes out into ethers and it decides to come back. It's back now. Anyway, it is, uh, it is about... 21 after 11 here, and it is KKNW Alternative Talk Radio, and this is the Jupiter Rising Show. I got my brain back on, and we're talking to Miss Jackie Slevin this morning, and we're going to be talking about some of the election things that are going on. And first, I want to bring out the charts that we're using today. We're using Joe Biden's chart and John F. Kennedy. And I had done, I'd read an article online about the connections between these two men that would show uh, perhaps what one inherited from the other, although I'm not sure, um, possibly, Joe Biden might have known John F. Kennedy. I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. I can't speak to that. Okay. I was, wasn't sure. They would have been, well, he was born in 1942, so uh, Joe Biden. So he would have been in his early 20s, you know, Correct. right around the time that, that uh, John Kennedy was in the White House. So it's possible they maybe crossed paths somewhere along the line. I don't know. But uh, something was handed down to somebody here. So, yeah. Yes. So let's take a look at that. Uh, first, let me just say what each is of each individual's person data is. Joe Biden is November 20th, 1942 at 8.30 a.m. in Eastern Wartime in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Okay, so we're going to be talking about him first. And then also John F. Kennedy is May 29th, 1917, at 3 o'clock p.m. in Brookline, Massachusetts. Okay, so that's just in case people have charts out there and they want to run along and they can look at it with us, too. So anyway, so what are we going to start with here? I know that you had looked at both charts and you thought it was kind of interesting. Well, what I'm seeing that knocked me off my chair... Uh-oh. Was JFK, Biden's exalted Jupiter uh-huh. is sitting on JFK's midheaven and natal Saturn. Wow. It crowns his midheaven and his Saturn. Wow. Not only that, uh, Biden's midheaven at 19 Virgo is conjoining JFK's natal moon at 17 Virgo. Well, what do you know? Interesting. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. So, I mean, they both have, this is midheaven thing, so this has to yes. do with career, so obviously. And so, um, obviously, there's something being transferred here from person to person. Uh, hopefully, maybe a dash of Camelot. <laughs> yeah, maybe a secondary Camelot. When, right, a secondary but, Camelot. But then we have the outer wheel, Joe Biden, Saturn, 
is on JFK's son. Yes, that's right. Yeah, and that's really a close conjunction, too. Yep, two degrees. Yep, that's really close. So he must have looked at, obviously, whose people that he studied to get, you know, history of, of the of the United States through its presidencies. Uh, they must have looked at, at JF, JFK and kind of went, oh, this is something I like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> so anyway. That is possible, but I, and also we see that uh, Joe Biden makes up a grand trine in JFK's chart. Okay. Because he's got that Jupiter up on JFK's midheaven, Right. Right. And he's got a stellium in Scorpio in JFK's second house. Okay. Trining Biden's, uh, no, trining JFK's uh, Chiron. Okay. So it makes this huge grand trine in water. All right. That's good. That's also good. And that's Yeah, it, it, it's, it's an empathy with the people. Yeah, exactly. And Joe, for instance, you know, if you take Joe's chart by himself, um, He's not a typical person that would run for president, although, I mean, somebody like George Bush and, and Tony Blair all had 12th house sons, you know, and somehow they they were well, relatively well loved. I don't know about Ju- but about Bush, but Tony Blair was pretty well loved by his people, you yeah. know, and that's a lot of empathy that the man had. So uh, towards his people. So, uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I kept thinking that, you know, whenever Biden decides to really get his butt moving, you know, if say he's having a, a debate with Trump, he'd be able to take Trump down within a half a second. <laughs> just just by the nature of that chart, you know. Mm-hmm. It's all hidden. Everybody, nobody really sees it. You don't it's true. see that enormous power surge, uh, the power drive that he has. It's an enormous reservoir of power. But he just keeps it tamped down, you know, until exactly. he wants to make a point. So He also has, yeah, his ruling planet is Jupiter, Biden, and it's exalted. Yes. Yep. Yep, his ruling planet. That means it rules the ascendant. Yep. Uh, yep. And the ruler of his midheaven, just like Connery, yep. the ruler of his midheaven, Mercury, sextiles his midheaven. Oh, boy. Oh. Oh, so that's a blessing Again, like Connery, the yeah. same thing for, for Biden. Right, being able to put yourself out there with no problem. Yeah, right, exactly. He's very relaxed about it. He's mm-hmm. just right, he's right in front of people all the time. He's really comfortable, like it's second nature for him. Yes, he's very avuncular, you know. Avuncular? Avuncular, it means to, re- to, to be like someone's uncle. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never would have believed that, but avuncular. Yeah, I've heard that word before. I didn't know what it meant, mm-hmm. but it's rather, it's rather percussive word, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, his progressed of ascendant. No, is that no? His his progressed midheaven, I believe, is at um, ten Sagittarius. Okay. And his natal Saturn is a nine Gemini. Okay. So that puts his Saturn. His progressed Saturn uh, in, in an angle like that. I mean, in his progressed chart, Saturn is exactly opposite the midheaven. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's his natal chart, right? It's, it's Saturn. Uh, progressed Saturn is opposing his natal sun. No, mm-hmm. no. Uh, 
let me clarify that. That would be his progressed, and let me pull it up so I can, his progressed, I just saw it and it leaped out at me. Uh Uh-oh. His progressed midheaven is nine Sagittarius, which is a royal star. Okay. That's on Tares. And his natal Saturn is nine Gemini, exactly opposite it. So you see in his progressed chart, his natal Saturn is right on the IC, okay. opposing the midheaven. All right. Okay. Right in the angle. Okay. Making it very prominent and extremely strong. Yeah, that is strong, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It would be, depending on how you look at it, really. But Exactly. You know, you could say, oh, well, if you had somebody like like Trump's eyes look says, well, that means he's weakened. Well, no, it doesn't. It gives you an immense amount of strength and what you it, know yes, how. And, and it, that would impart great dignity in old age, because yes. the fourth house is your later years. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep, that just makes really a lot of sense to me. And so we both know who we're both voting for. But, and, course, you know, it's yeah. okay. Uh, but um, and I, did you look at Trump's? I didn't ask you to do Trump's because I wasn't re- I was really more concerned with who we had coming into the White House. And I'm fairly certain that he's going to win this this battle but who knows you know we don't know we just don't know you know i also think it's going to be a close call and i think the count will be um a mess yes (laughs) especially with mercury going direct (laughs) (laughs) mercury going direct on tuesday on a station on 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 election day i mean and so many people voted by mail or in the drop box and that's unprecedented it is it's now 90 million people. And that's, that hasn't happened in our lifetime. No, it certainly hasn't. You know, um, I, I think it's interesting because when it seems like we've all been watching the news more closely in the last three and a half, four years to see what's going on with this person. Every day it was something different, you know, and, and I kept thinking, what does the collective people in all this country, how are they feeling about this? You know, are they angry? Are they happy or whatever it is? But it seemed to me that the growing and proportional amount of people, three quarters of the people were were kind of not really going for Trump. And so, and a lot of them, you can see a lot of them on Facebook. <laughs> so, and, you know, and some of them are very angry, extremely angry about it. You know, mm-hmm. and so I kept thinking, if they're really that angry, are they going to blow up? Are they going to express that? Are they going to do something huge? You know, um, that that was my question. So it may be that the way that they do this is they vote. You know, that's their one way to do it. You know, yes, yeah, that's my feeling anyway. I would like to hope that, that would be, but I think because so many people started registering and and voting so quickly after it started. You know, I said, that's just a, an indication right there that people are really, really nervous about this. So, Well, yes, and also an, an indicative of distrust. Yeah, that too. voting through a machine that can be, or a computer that can be manipulated. Yes, exactly, which is hap- starting to happen. You know, it's kind of happening on a bunch of fronts. So, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So, anyway, we're going to take another break right here. And when we get back, we're going to talk more about what's happening in the election. This is the okay. Jupiter Rising show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.
And this is a live read for Live Barrel Full of Monkeys, excuse me, Barrel Full of Monkeys by Matt Shea, um, is the production company that he's built and that he's going to be doing, uh, basically, you're going to do live, um, excuse me, let me start this again. He started a new venture, the Barrel Full of Monkeys Productions, which will be a collection of Matt's writings in mini audiobook form. Our first audiobook is now out with it's only $5, and you can order it at mattsheabooks.net. In the meantime, you can browse Matt's updated and redesigned website. And now there's a free audiobook on his site called Judge Wong. So you can go to his site and you can download that for free. And Matt would love to hear from you and promises to answer any or all who contact him. You can write to him at his personal email address at workinmatt 7 at AOL.com. And don't forget his website, www.mattsheabooks.net. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Harry Thomason, Hollywood Award-winning producer and director of TV hits Designing Women and Evening Shade, to talk about his career and a new podcast. On Saturday, Sakura Sutter, fellow show host at KKNW, joins us for a wide-ranging survey of her very metaphysical life. Bringing you fascinating talk one hour at a time since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, and with me is Ms. Jackie Slevin, astrologer from New York, New York, New Jersey, New Jersey. Thank you. Anyway, almost forgot. Anyway, so uh, Jackie, <laughs> God, I feel like my brain is all over. I'm starting, you know, I just explained to you, Jackie, I'm starting to have my Neptune transit over my son. Oh, uh, having that make that may increase senior moments, uh, <laughs> but pro- also provide profound inspiration and insight. Yeah, well, that's been true so far for sure. I I, I recently did a reading with another astrologer, and he told me that my birth time of my and birth date were within one hour of Doug Douglas Adams, the writer. No kidding. No kidding. That's extraordinary. It really is, and. Um, I kind of looked into him and, and actually am now reading The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And mm-hmm. it's the funniest book, I swear. <laughs> I love it, you know. And it's like right up my alley because, you know, where our planets are so close. So it would make sense that it would be like that. So I'm taking inspiration from him that who knows, I might just end up, you know, pulling that into my what how I write too. But I don't know yet. But um, it's amazing to get inspiration from 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 people that are closely related to you, but, you know, not really related to you, you know? Through, yes. Yeah. He was born um, in England, March 11th, 1952. So am I. So, yeah, wow. he, he found it, and he was really tickled by it, and I was tickled. I thought that was the best part of the whole reading. Well, not really, but, you know, I it was wonderful to find somebody who, who had roots in kind of the same kind of thing that I'm doing, except without the astrology, so... Exactly. Yep, it's awesome. So anyway, okay, let's look at what else are we going to look at? Let's get uh, John F. Kennedy's chart a bit. Um, okay. Yeah, because his is a, a powerhouse chart, quite honestly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And yes, and also a huge 
a, a career that would be hugely influenced by the family. Oh yeah, and it was. Yes, it was. You know, and but he had all of that enormous amount of that four planet beggar in the t- eighth house. Mm-hmm. I mean, wh- I mean, how did he use it? And it seemed like. He was almost on a, on the psychic side. I mean, he actually did not want to go to Dallas, Texas at all, because he felt something right. was going to happen to him there, and, well, it did. You know, but um, it it was um, the connections that he had to people, and, you know, also we found out on the other side that the man was very sexually interesting. <laughs> I mean, I'm putting that mildly because he was very expressive that way. Oh, yeah, oh, very much so. Uh, also, it, uh, it's, it's life and death of the Eighth House, and he had been ill for much of his life, and that was covered up. Right, exactly. He had Addison's disease, and you know he always had to wear a brace, and he was trussed up all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and PT-109, I mean, his, he, was, he would have died had he not been rescued. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's, it really shows... And, and he also, I notice, has the Pluto South Node conjunction, you know, and, and that says, well, that just ec- echoes the eighth house, basically. So mm-hmm. he has more of that Plutonian stuff he had to live through this lifetime, you know, and um, it, it just seemed like he had um, an unbelievable understanding of people and had drew the crowds, mega crowds, wherever he went. Absolutely. But he um, had an instinctive knowledge, and and also he was involved with the Bay of Pigs. I mean, we were literally, virtually on the the brink of nuclear war with that situation. I remember that. I have such a strong memory of that in my childhood. I I remember I was at school, it was in 1962, and um, I was running around out in the the lot or whatever it was it was out in the playground and some kid ran up to me he says guess what we're all gonna die tonight i said oh god you know that freaked me out to say the least and then i went home i went home and i was really upset i ran in the door my my mother was putting to guess get putting together supplies to store in the basement in case we had to go hide under there you know really <sighs> yeah and that just, that literally, uh, with my eighth house son, that hit a real deep point. Mm-hmm. You know, especially at, at, like, I was only 11 years old. So, right. yeah, it was very, very tough. So Right. Yeah. Now, I just saw something else with um, Biden and JFK. Oh, yeah. Each have had, each lost children. Yes. Tragic losses of children. Yes. Because Jackie kept having miscarriages. Right, she did. And I think one was stillborn, mm-hmm. right? Or, yes. Or, or it was yeah. within a couple of days. Yeah, know, yes, something Patrick. like that. And of JFK had Uranus on the cusp of the fifth. Yes. Which is something, you know, it's something that could happen suddenly to a child. Yes, the loss right? of a child. Yes, very right. suddenly. And, and in um, Biden's chart, the ruler of his fifth house of children mars yeah. it, it's in dignity but it's in the 12th causing right. sorrow and and it squares pluto so there you go uh, yeah that's i mean you take a look well which one's deeper right well they're both deep you know they both are yeah however i think the um biden one would be more sorrowful yes i would think so because too where's pluto it, it would be far more troublesome absolutely it would be yeah mm-hmm. yeah um it, it was interesting how how um, Kennedy managed to get through everything, 
you know, and I think, you know, the interesting thing about the, the diseases, he had Addison's disease and he had a brace on his back. Well, you, anything like Addison's disease is dealing with the adrenal glands, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, and and there was issues with his adrenal glands, and that has a lot to do with sexuality, I do believe. And Interesting. Yeah, I think it does. And and so, um, but also his back being braced up. I mean, it's the rigidity of the man who had a lot of inner body tension, who was trying to keep things at bay rather than things going out of control. And I would think that with an eighth house packed like that, that would be somebody who would, who would be absolutely deathly afraid, literally, of letting go of control. Yeah. It's Interesting. A, it's a thought also I had. That he had Chiron in the sixth in, in a crisis degree, 29 Pisces. Right, right. I see that. So that And that was Dr. Feelgood. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Chi- dressed as Chiron. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, if that's not Dr. Feelgood, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either. <laughs> no kidding. Mr. Drugstore yeah, Man. Cocktail of injections, or whatever the case would be. Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, and Doctor Feelgood would get them up and running, and the doctor was eventually—I shouldn't say disbarred—but he was stripped of his privilege to um, practice medicine. That's true. He was. Yeah. yeah, he was. And and we have Neptune in the tenth house, the ruler of the sixth house. Yes. So one of his parents was somebody that was, or it could be dad here. Saturn is kind of up there, right next to it but somebody who didn't deal with reality that well. It, yeah, that's true. And, uh, well, Rose was very, very religious. Yeah, she kind of overlooked stuff because we yeah. knew how Joe Kennedy, how promiscuous he was. Mm-hmm. I read all about that story with Gloria Swanson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he was also a bootlegger. Yeah, that too, you know. That's that's Neptune in the tenth. I mean, you're making your living with alcohol. Yeah. And the the way that he met his wife, the way the way Joe Joe Senior met Rose, was that he was a clerk in Rose's father's liquor store. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's really that literal, kids. <laughs> we don't need fiction, astrology. No, it's not. Fiction. It's not fiction at all. No. No. Wow. No. That's impressive. That's mm-hmm. good. And then, and then he was a bootlegger during Prohibition. That's right. He made That's where he made a whole lot of money. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm, I'm looking at, that's interesting. I have the, 20, the 22nd of 1963 in combination with John F. Kennedy's chart. I put those two together for some reason. I noticed that uh, the transiting south node was right on trans north node. In the chart, Ooh, yeah. within a degree, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, it could be—is it over with? You know, yeah, yeah, that type of thing. And he's done what he's needed to do, and then he just checks out. You know, so um, I just thought that was kind of interesting. It's literally looking at it, laying right on top of it, kind of jumped yeah. out at me. But um, yeah, and of course, the North Node and South Node on the other side were were encumbered too. So, you know, um, it all works. It really does. It's amazing uh, possibilities that happen. So yep. anyway, um, let's talk a little bit about where we are now with the, cl- the individual people that are involved with this election. And we could say, how do you predict this to go? 
and I could say how, but I, I you know, I also want to point point out the um, things that are going on with Trump right now. He's got some pretty major transits going on. He's got Neptune squaring his Sun Moon opposition. I believe that's kind of in process right now. It makes me wonder because he's just not very lucid right now, you know. And so, uh, what do you think about that? Well, that, that's also going through his eighth house, and that's also his taxes. Uh, he, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. Eighth house is taxes, and if it's if he does not win, he can be he can be indicted within hours of losing. Yes, that's probably true. Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of people are waiting for that. Mm-hmm. So yes, that's very true. And, and the big kicker here for Trump is he's having Saturn opposite Saturn. Yeah, Venus. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, and Venus and Pluto's up. Yeah, Saturn conjunct Pluto is opposing his Venus Saturn conjunction. That's huge. Right. Yeah. All I'm, the skeletons are coming out of the closet. We. I remember all of us astrologers were going. Ah, we had to wait for that. That is just going to be too big for, too big for school or whatever, you know. Yeah. And and we we're just talking about well, you know, it's not much is going on right now. He says, well, just you wait till Saturn Pluto get hit by Pluto and Saturn, right? Yeah, Saturn Venus. I mean. You know, and um, that's really this is really beyond my expectations about what about what those two planets delivered to him right mm-hmm. on that silver platter. You know, some of it is just pretty downright skanky. But, you know, um, it it's it's like watching a disintegration of somebody in public eye. And it's happening like every time he's on TV, you know, and the. The business about COVID, I mean, that's really in truth. I really, honest to God, think that the universe brought that disease in so that uh, to test <laughs> to test Donald Trump, you know, <laughs> the the disease, you know, COVID. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, well, you think differently, or what? I I don't know that it was brought in to test Donald Trump specifically. But it has certainly thrown a monkey wrenches into his entire administration. Yes, exactly. Well, that's more of what I meant, but I kind of was looking at it from a bigger standpoint, a bigger picture place. Like, why would this show up now? I mean, it was really all of a sudden, it, it, just, it was just there one moment. The previous moment, it wasn't there, mm-hmm. you know. And why would that be coming up now? And I thought, well, I mean, this would be one thing that, it would really test the mettle of his administration and the ability to tell the truth about things, which has really been in called in question over the last three and a half, four years. Oh, know, yes. You know, and, and he's having a very difficult time trying not to say, oh, it's going to be gone around the corner here in a minute. You know, uh, no, no, it's not right. going to be, you know, uh-uh. It's not no, how it exactly. works. exactly. Right. And um, the transiting south node now at 20... Sagittarius yeah. is right on his natal south node and right on his moon, which mm-hmm. rules his 12th house of what's yes. going on behind the scenes. That's right. A lot of stuff coming out of the woodwork. Oh, ap- day after day, hour after hour. Yeah, comes something out. new. Something new every day, uh, yep. every hour. <laughs> yeah. it's And media plays a huge role in that in, uh, in ways it never did yeah. in prior administrations. That's very true. Yeah, it mm-hmm. couldn't have before. If it was 20 years ago, it wouldn't have been. But now it right, is. Right, exactly. There isn't anything that the, the public cannot find out about somebody if they That's really right. try. You can't right. hide anything. Right. And the more you stay off media, the harder it will be to find it. You can find it. Yeah. But 
you're leaving yourself more open to it the more you engage with it. That's true. And we also know what a, a hound Trump is for public attention. Yes. Everything must be known about him. Right. So, um, so much for that theory for him. You know, it's, it's, it's not going to play out. I mean, no matter what he tries to do to hide all of that, it, it's, it's sort of like all of us out here have become Plutonian um, people that are looking for something in his closet, you know, and, mm-hmm. and he's trying to keep those doors shut no matter what, and we, he's not able to do it now. No, he's not. No. So, or will he be able to? No, probably not. And there's probably even more coming out. Yeah, right. Exactly. So anyway, well, we got to take another break. I think that was Nathan signaling to me that you've got to take a dang break. Yeah, he says, yeah, he's going, I'm sorry. Just so interesting, you know. Anyway, so we will be right back here with the Jupiter Rising show on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And this is a live read for Susan Bergstrom from the Medicare Exchange. Medicare coverage is a very important and confusing issue as we near retirement, largely because Medicare doesn't cover 100% of your medical costs, only about 80%. That means we'll need to do the affordable supplemental coverage that will take care of that 20%. Susan Bergstrom can help you get the best coverage. With her, the process is really easy, and in the end, she will save you money. So now, right now, is open enrollment with Medicare. It started on October 15th, goes through December 7th. So you have just a little bit more than a month to change your medical plan if you want to or enroll in Medicare. You can do all that. All the stuff that you need to change, you can change right now. So anyway, um, you can contact Susan right now for an appointment. She will get you all set up. So if you need more information, call Susan at 253-318-318. 9379 or email her at sbergstrom at Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. We've been talking long and hard about this election this morning, and we haven't really said where we think this is going to show up. But I, all I remember is, Jackie, the last election. That, mm-hmm. that was such a shock to everybody's system that we did not, sure ex- did not expect Trump to win. And we were all set for Hillary to win. All the, all the uh, polls said she was going to win. And, but the thing of it is that's happening right now is that we're waiting for the other shoe to drop with Trump because he tends to do that. Yes. You know, he drops little surprises on you with that, that Gemini business. Mm-hmm. So um, what I've been kind of paying attention to, because I've been very scared that it's going to be another thing like 2016. It'll be something that comes along the back. Well, it, basically the last time it was Comey's revelation about going back and investigating Hillary Clinton's emails. So right. that came out about a week or so before the election. And that really, really, that tore it apart for her. You know, and also we also look at the theories of um, Russian interference in the election that would help Trump win. So what I'm seeing now, though, is that four years later, I said, is this going to be the same thing? I don't think it is because we have got people have smartened up about this. 
Not that I'm trying to paint the most rosy picture on this, but I'm seeing that people are really doing their homework. They're getting it to the point, and they've figured out that if people go and vote before this thing is ready and you take it to a ballot box, nobody's going to see those ballots except the election people. That's it. Nobody's going to know anybody, you know, not the, not the government or anything. So it's the best way is to keep their dang eyes off of them, you know. And so that's one thing, but, you know, I think they're trying to keep an eye on every possible lead they have that's anything that's subterfuge related. So anyway, I can only hope, you know, that I hope that Biden wins. I'm right out there with it. I don't care who knows. You know that Biden wins, mm-hmm. and all the all the, the the polls and everything are saying that he's going to win. But that's kind of what happened in 2016. Exactly. So we don't know who's going to win, and I don't think we're going to know who's who won for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so either. But at least I think on Tuesday we'll have an idea where things are. You know, we don't really know what the the full rounding of, of how people are voting. We'll at least have an idea of that after that. But, um, but there's still going to be more stuff hidden. And, you know, there's issues about getting the ballots in before the, uh, the end of the day on Tuesday. And if you can't, they don't count, all this stuff. There's a lot of voter, voter subterfuge going on here by the Republicans. So it's, uh, it's stinky, kind of say the least. So, yeah, it is. Uh, so, anyway, what do you think? What y- You were just saying that we're not going to know pro- probably by the beginning uh, of the end of that day. But, I mean, what do you think is going to be the very issue that's, that gives the hiccups to it? The question marks over the counts. Okay. The, the question marks that will proliferate oh. over the counts versus the Electoral College and lack of acceptance of the total, because uh, while they're counting, uh, they could find more uh, ballots uh, that were in in the garbage, as they have already. Yeah, right. You see, I mean, like people who voted from the post office or from the, I mean, there were some that were not delivered, you know, this this could be very, very messy. Yeah, it already has been messy. They're just finding ballots. And I'm afraid that may even escalate the mess oh i hope not but yeah but i think i think it's going to be extremely difficult to arrive at exact numbers yeah right and, and this will make a huge difference if the if the election's even remotely close you know then we've got to have those other ballots in but if mm-hmm. it's a, it's a landslide it'll be less needed but it'll still be in question you know the the government will question whatever was going on so I, you know, I, I, I really don't have any idea how to, how to f- prepare for this. I really don't. And um, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. I can feel it kind of jittery inside. But um, I'm trying to keep my best. I'm trying to keep my ninth house Mercury in positive shape, <laughs> which it tends to do. But, uh-huh. but still, you know, there's always a niggling thought in the back of my brain. I just remember how I felt on the night of the election in 2016 when he won i just said i was just dumbfounded i looked at the tv i said you've got to be kidding me you know and i felt as like the there was an inside staircase that just plummeted to the ground you know i felt this horrible just weight pounding down i said we are in for it you know 
were going to be in for so much stuff with this man. You just could feel it. He was not going to be the best by any means. So anyway, yuck. So anyway, anything else you want to say? No, other than, well, we live in hope, and I hope the I hope the tally will be easier than what I'm seeing. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you seeing besides, obviously, the mercury going direct that day? Why? I'll never know. But, I mean, that's going to confuse things enough. But are there any other indicators you're looking at that day? Well, the, the, re, the, the degree that the mercury stations at 25 Libra yeah. squares his Venus-Saturn conjunction. Oh, Okay. You see, it squares his Saturn. That's his career. Yes, right. Uh-huh. Right. And it rules his sixth. And I think one of the reasons that he may uh, suffer in the polls is so many people are very disillusioned with the way he handled an illness. Right. The illness, the COVID, which is the ruler of his sixth house, is Saturn. Yes, you exactly. Saturn's opposing Saturn. Saturn exactly. rules his sixth, an illness. Yes, exactly. The I way agree. he handled it, or didn't handle it, I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. You know, I thought that business of his having it, and he got over it so quick, I'm thinking, I'm sorry, but I'm not sure if he ever had it. Well, not only did he, he quite possibly may or may not have had it, the, many, the treatment that was given him is in no way available to the American population no, at no, large. No, it isn't. No way. No, uh-uh. Nobody no. could get a hold of that unless they had a billion bucks. Right. But, yeah, right. Right. But he's the head of the country, so he can get there whatever he wants. So he'll get whatever he wants, you know, and, you know, grandstanding it with driving around in the car, you know, waving at the people and right. compromising the health of the, of the Secret Service detail that was with him at the time. I mean, come on, think about that. Yeah, and I have thought about that. I thought no matter what he does, there's a, pr- there's a reason behind it. And he's always got the ends justify the means. Mm-hmm. So he is always figuring out what he can do to make himself look better. So what he does is he creates an Ill- he creates the illness and gets that for two or two days. Oops, we got to go in a minute. Anyway, and so we got to finish up. But he gets the illness and then he gets over it really quick. And then he says, "I won. I survived." You know, it's a big deal, right? Right. And I he thought, says, don't be in fear. Yeah. You know, d- don't was, be in fear of this. Meanwhile, the people that are flat out and at death's door are not getting the treatment that he got. That's right. Right. You know, so yeah, exactly. So it's crazy because now he's showing off, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, oh. okay, we've got to go. I'm sorry. This was really a wonderful show today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jackie, for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure, Eileen. Thank oh. you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. All right, kids, that's it for us. we got to get going here. And this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Mm-hmm.